For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. With a hello to our readers and viewers around the world, including in Tasmania, especially those taking advantage of our new and easier-to-use donate page. And with something less friendly to the ghouls who didn't even wait for the rain to stop or the crisis to subside before declaring that the flooding in British Columbia and the Pacific Northwest was clear proof of the climate crisis. Catherine McKenna, who used to be Canada's Environment Minister and apparently thinks she still is, tweeted characteristically, quote, how much climate pain can Canadians tolerate? Just look at what BC has been through in one year. Wildfires, heat dome, extreme heat, historic rainfall leading to floods and mudslides, end quote. Oh, really? Historic rainfall leading to floods? Then what's with this webpage from the BC government that predates this incident saying, quote, be prepared for floods, end quote, because, quote, floods are common in BC and can happen at any time of year. Floods can damage buildings, cause power outages, disrupt transportation, create landslides, and be a hazard for people. Like the major ones that happened before in 1990, 1948, 1894, There's even a Stolo legend of a prophet who warned of a flood, and people laughed, not because it couldn't happen, but because floods were so common there was no reason to get excited. So, when did climate change kick in again? We've asked that question repeatedly because of this peculiar elasticity of alarmist claims, including that historically warming is associated with worse weather, but one thing at a time. The point here is that the standard informed alarmist view is that if the planet keeps warming, If we get past that notorious 1.5 degrees or even 2, then some very bad things could start happening or become more common. The claim is not, and this is important, that these things are already happening. The IPCC doesn't say so, as we've repeatedly documented on our blog. And NBC interviewed an agricultural meteorologist at Washington State University who said a hot, dry summer and wet fall, quote, definitely matches what the climate models show for the future around here, end quote. Yeah, the future, not the present. So if you're one of those boring people who likes factual evidence, Cliff Mass, and again, he does believe in man-made global warming, he says linking this flooding to climate change is as ridiculous as linking the heat dome to it because the data don't show more or worse heat waves or more rainfall. Pardon me for interrupting myself, but YouTube did recently limit the ads on two of our videos. We don't know how far they're going to take it, but please do make a pledge one time or monthly small or large, so we can keep producing the videos and the newsletter. And now, back to me. Which brings me to President Joe Biden. I mean, here's a guy who, along with like-minded people, has spent decades trying to make fossil fuels scarce and unaffordable. And then, when gas prices rise, he's astonished and figures it must be an oil company plot. See, with these people... What you see is what you get. That's really all they've got. And speaking of getting it, we have a bad feeling that just about the least GHG-intensive fossil fuel, natural gas or methane, is about to get it, based on a suspicious new number that suddenly appeared and soon will be everywhere. First, on November 2nd, new scientists said, quote, methane is responsible for about 30% of global warming to date, end quote. Then, on November 18th, Canada's Minister of Natural Resources chimed in with, quote, methane is responsible for around 30% of the global rise in temperatures to date, end quote. So, if you want some fun, ask them how they know, or what they even mean, including about that to date. Do they mean of the warming since 1850, 1700, 1350, 49 BC? Do they mean methane accounts for 30% of the carbon atoms in the atmosphere? 30% of those we put there? 
30% of greenhouse gases by weight? Do they mean all the methane or just ours? All the warming or just ours? How do they know how much of the warming since 1850 was natural? So many questions. And it gets worse because people are remarkably casual in talking about carbon emissions. Or carbon pollution, but one complaint at a time. The point here is that the real measure is meant to be CO2 equivalent. And you wouldn't want to surprise most climate reporters or politicians with a question like, is a gram of carbon dioxide as bad as a gram of methane, even though the molecular weight of the former, 44.01 grams per mole, is nearly three times that of the latter, 16.04? Or is enough carbon dioxide to contain one gram of actual carbon as bad as enough methane to contain one gram of actual carbon? And what about baddies like sulfur hexafluoride that contain no carbon at all? Well, according to the British Department for the Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs, which, yes, is one ministry, quote, carbon dioxide equivalent is a measure of how much a gas contributes to global warming relative to carbon dioxide, end quote. And you calculate it, quote, by multiplying the mass of the gas in tons by the gas's global warming potential, GWP, end quote. It's dead simple, see? For instance, quote, the global warming potential of HFC 404A is 3,922, end quote meaning 10 kilograms of that wretched stuff is like 39.22 tons of CO2. If, of course, you really know it's GWP to four digits, or can pretend you do with a straight face. But that depends on how long a molecule hangs around, what kind of havoc it wreaks while it's there, what it breaks down into or gets absorbed by, and all that tiresome stuff about where on the spectrum it absorbs and radiates. Plus the assumptions you put into your computer model and then come back with no visible error bars. So bear in mind that it's all basic high school physics, because if you don't, you might be puzzled that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency gives one figure for methane, and Wikipedia gives four others, while Canada borrowed two from the IPCC, and Climate Change Connection did something else and got a far higher number. Anyway, it's a game anyone can play with none of those obvious, boring rules. Except, we're all going to die if we don't get rid of reliable, affordable energy, which you do anyway, right? as when global warming became global heating and then extreme heat without temperature even rising. You get headlines like, one billion people will suffer extreme heat at just two degrees Celsius heating, say scientists. But you shouldn't take my word for any of this, at least not according to the BBC, which just did an expose on, quote, the truth behind the new climate change denial, end quote. See, quote, scientists say climate change denial is now more likely to focus on the causes and effects of warming or how to tackle it than to outright deny it exists, end quote. Perhaps the scientists who say should watch my long documentary on how the fact that climate has always changed is precisely what makes me skeptical about the notion that humans suddenly started making it change. And then there are the friendly notes we get, like one from a Dr. P. Hargrave saying in full, quote, you are an idiot, or you think we are. Chilly Glasgow? You know full well that climate change can only be seen over the course of decades, and that it has been proven via long-term statistical analysis that it is occurring. Look out the window and see it? You are as stupid as the mega-morons who think they know better than the scientists, end quote. Oddly, he didn't actually show that over decades Glasgow's weather had changed, so we checked, and found that it hadn't. So if you're wondering why papers like The Guardian keep running agonized, quote, few willing to change lifestyle to save the planet climate survey finds stories, maybe it's because when people look out the window, they see the same stuff their grandparents did. Including, for instance, in Kerrang, Australia. It's midway between Adelaide and Canberra, and it's the latest stop on our 1920 or 2020 tour. 
And as so often, we find that there have been no discernible changes in temperature in a hundred years. Some climate crisis this turned out to be. Now, given the ghouls going after British Columbia and Washington State flooding, we also look at what the IPCC actually says about the latest bogeyman, the Atmospheric River, or AR. AR6, no relation, the IPCC's first discussion of them, says, well, yeah, we think there might be a few more there, but we're not really sure. If it is happening, it could be consistent with scary predictions, scientists say. Unlike our final item, a remarkable study in the Journal of Photogrammetry and Remote Sensing, you gotta love that, which says that while the seas are rising, slowly, shorelines are not therefore being submerged. The picture's complex, but on balance, around the world since 1984, the land has been expanding by an average of about 0.26 meters per year. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and my global warming potential is vast, though not yet precisely measured. (laughs) ¶¶